Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Josh, we, we talk a lot about statement being made and the audience you had for this game nationally and so forth. What, what do you think uh, the Bills told the rest of the world today or the nation? I mean, we, we came out here and we, we did our job, what we wanted to do, come out with a W, uh, get to number nine. We just went out there and we executed how, how we thought we could. Um, it's a good feeling. It was a good complimentary team win here. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 43. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. It's week 12, week 13, sorry, I'm messing this up. Week 13, Greg, what's good? Week 13, this is it, yo. This is the last week of the regular season for fantasy owners, most of the leagues out there. Uh, yeah, this is this is money time. We got to get you. We got you covered, man. We're going to get you ready for these matchups, get you into the playoffs, that stretch run, get that ring, you know, got to get these rings out here. Yeah, man, definitely got to get these rings, uh, definitely got to get these chips, yo, have to, have to do it. So let's just jump right into it. But before we jump into the, the Week 13 preview, uh, let's recap some of these matchups. Not not the whole matchups. We'll just recap some of the top performances. Um, you were pretty money with the Turkey Day MVPs, man. Um, Allen Robinson came through. Josh Allen came through. Um, Shocked the world. I mean, Alvin Kamara didn't come through for either one of us, but... Um, I think for he did he did decently for fantasy owners I'd say but what performances I stuck out to you the most uh, I, yeah I guess we'll start with Josh Allen so let's oh yeah start de- there. definitely Josh Allen a <laughs> man came through got the rushing touchdown that we talk about he he seems like he's a lock to get one uh, every game or at least uh, get you know those goal line carries I mean he's got eight right now That's ridiculous man that is crazy that's what's up man that's a good number. Um, he's playing well, getting into his targets. Cole Beasley, who had a great day. You talked about in the revenge game, so that was good by him. Um, I, I, I like, you know, I, should, I think we should have called that Thanksgiving special by Taysom Hill. I uh, should have saw something special coming, so a little switch yeah, up. Right. Yeah, that Sean Payne would have done. So he took over in that game. He was the MVP of that game. Um, and then um, Anthony Miller, yo, that was a good call, call by you. Um, he, he balled out, and especially in the full-point PPR league, um, he got the, the, the receptions. He got 140 yards. Um, he, he balled out. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, to the Josh Allen point, man, this, this guy is just going to keep doing it, I guess, right? Like eight yeah. touchdowns like we talked about. Yep. Um, you know, he's – I just have so much trouble benching him because you know what the upside is and you know what he's capable of. Um, and, you know, so I I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to kind of regret this decision between, you know, sticking with Sam Darnold over nah, him. Nah, nah, you be out, you be out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nah, the taste of Hill one, man. We should have seen it on a day that's all about family. Who we should have known that Sean Payton was gonna let his second son uh-huh. shine. Yep, yep. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yep. the son that he never had yep. in Taysom Hill was gonna shine on this day. Um, but I mean, I just love Taysom Hill as a yeah. football player, man. Blocking punts, like that's that's no, he got the block nuts. punt too. Does that count too? Finish points. In uh, in some leagues it does. Oh man, that's that's awesome, man. He's, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. 
No, it was great, man. Oh, um, also, but, fantasy MVP Young Ho Koo for completing basically three onside kicks in a row. Yo, that's crazy. Oh my god, that was so bro! Wild. Yeah, that was wild. So wild. It was wild, man. I'd never. I don't think I've ever seen three successful on, onside kicks in a season, <laughs> let alone in a let alone in a game. It, it, like, this is this is crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yo, um, like you were, that business decision too. Oh yeah, no, nah, Alvin made a big time business decision, man. <laughs> Had to. Hey man, he's got no contract. He's trying to get paid. Word, you can't right, get yeah. hurt on an onside kick in a game you were supposed to win anyway. Word, not my fault. The defense letting up touchdowns. <laughs> Facts, yo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, but then the first game, man, that Detroit Lions and, and the Chicago Bears. Um, you, know, you talked about Anthony Miller having a great game, but David Blau, man, I think he's the reason. Because if David Blau's not putting up points, like. Mitchell Trubisky doesn't actually have to attempt throws down the field, you know? True, that's true. I, by the way, I hate, I can't stand Mitch Trubisky, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching him is frustrating. I, I was, know, I, I don't I was want t- Bears fans to get fooled out here. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Bears fans, don't get fooled. You messed up. You should have took Pat Mahomes. Should have took Deshaun Watson. Mitch Trubisky, definitely not the answer. But I'm sure you guys know that already. Like, yo, I was watching for like two quarters, man. This dude had not complete. He'd not attempted a pass beyond the first down marker. <laughs> like, bro, it's third. It's third and nine. Why are you throwing a pass like four yards short of the sticks? I don't like, know, man. E- it was every time. It was just so frustrating. So, um, yeah, man. I I don't know, man. But luckily, I mean, luckily the day was good. Um, you know, the football was decent. Um, that second game, like we said, was probably the best of the bunch, even though the Cowboys failed to show up. But, um, yeah, yeah man, I don't, you got any, any anything else from this weekend? Uh, yeah. Oh, Jaden Graham caught a touchdown. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Good call. That was, yeah, Jaden Graham got in the end zone. Uh, they showed Austin Hooper on the sideline. Hopefully, he can come back soon. But, um, yeah, we need we miss you, Hoop. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, it was uh, tough for those Julio Jones owners getting that last minute inactive uh call it was tough so especially yeah that was definitely tough yeah if you're trying to get into the playoffs like that's your number one guy yeah he, um it's gonna be hard to, to pivot maybe get you covered get you uh some wide receivers you could pivot to for the, the rest of the week yeah hopefully you were able to see that news in time um you know and hopefully you know maybe you pivoted to a russell gage someone i know i pivoted to in the league of extraordinary people um but you know Listen to us. We got these matchups coming up. We'll cover all of these, and hopefully you find your guy in this matchup. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, let's just jump right into it, man. So first first game on the docket, we got the Cleveland Browns, 5-6 and six Cleveland Browns, traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the 6-5 and five Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully there's no helmets flying this time, but it's a 39.5-point over-under. The Browns are 1.5-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got in this matchup, man? Uh, in this game, I'm going to take the Browns to win the game. I got the Browns covering as well. Uh, and I'm gonna take the under. Um, it could be. I think it's gonna be a field goal game, but uh, this game is gonna be uh, pretty ugly to me. Um, <clears throat> I'm confident really in these Browns running backs uh, on the Browns side. You know, Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt and Jarvis Landry to perform in this game. Uh, I think regardless of the matchup, these two, you know, those guys are gonna be there for you. So uh, I like them as you know, f- wide receiver, running back two, uh, Jarvis as a you know wide receiver two, strong wide receiver two this year uh, so far. Um, on the Steelers side, there's really no one I'm looking at except my boy Benny Snell. You know, James Conner, he's going to be doubtful to play. So, uh, you know, J- Benny Snell's been getting dominating this uh, backfield. Jalen Samuel is really not the guy anymore. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin loves him. So I like him in this matchup. And uh, James Washington has a little intrigue to me. You know, as maybe a, 
uh, deep flex play, maybe the guy you want to pivot to if you're the Julio owner, one of those guys, because they get seven targets, um, 98 yards, you know, and a touchdown last week. Uh, Juju's already been ruled out again, so James Washington could be that guy. Yeah, um, so I'm going to take the under in this game. I'm going to take the Browns to cover and the Browns to win. Um, you know, like you were saying, I, I do like I, – I, I really do like Jarvis. Um, did you know that over the last three weeks, Jarvis is the number one wide receiver in fantasy? Wow. Yeah. He's wide receiver 14 on the year, but in, points, in terms of points per game – over the last three weeks, he's the number one wide receiver in fantasy. He finishes the wide receiver seventeen. The last two times he's the last time this team these teams faced off against one another. Uh, so I would I, I definitely love Jarvis in this matchup. Uh, I I love Nick Chubb in this matchup just based off volume. Uh, you know, even though the matchup isn't necessarily so great, mm-hmm. as the Steelers have a top two run defense in terms of run defense efficiency over the last three weeks, but. Um, I still do like him. Uh, Kareem Hunt, I like him as well as a flex play. Um, you know, obviously he's he's been involved in terms of targets in the past game. And then Baker Mayfield, I don't love him in this matchup. Yeah, um, he had a, he had a good game the last time these guys played. Uh, so may, you know, maybe that's a that would ease the concern there. But you know, in a week where there's no bye weeks or anything like that, you don't have to force him into your lineup. I mean, he did finish his QB nine. The last time these teams face so that's encouraging but um still not going to force it and then on the Steelers side you know Benny Snell you said you, you like him I, I like him too I mean the matchup's necessarily not great um as the the cow the, the Browns are eighth in terms of run defense efficiency over the last three weeks but um I think this is something that this is a volume play yeah, right they, absolutely you know, the spread's close uh <clears throat> so Benny Snell should be involved um and then i I do like Vance McDonald despite him screwing me over last week big time, uh, getting one catch as my start of the week at the tight end position. But <laughs> the matchup's pretty decent. Um, you've got you know Duck Hodges coming in to make his second career start. Uh, so you know maybe in this matchup he could lean on Vance McDonald a little bit. But obviously no bye weeks and the way he burned you last week, I'd completely understand if you didn't want to go to that well. Um, and then I know you said you like James Washington. Um, I just have concerns about. I don't really want to start anybody else from this game. Right. I mean, James Washington probably does bring that upside, um, but <clears throat> like we saw last week, most of his production came off that one catch. So you're kind of just you know banking there, hoping that Duck Hodges can find James Washington down the field again. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I, I understand going there. I just I I would have my concerns about trying to tie myself to anyone else in this Duck Hodges led Steelers offense. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't you know, go crazy as much. Yeah, I think a deep league play. Um, definitely another other wide receivers out there that could uh probably give you more production or in a favorable game script. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing DFS though, that's a risk that you you know you might be willing to take because you know maybe you save some salary there or something. Um, but if you're a season long, you know you you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, anything else in this matchup? <clears throat> nah, we can move on to the next one. Keep it rolling. Oh, yeah, let's do it. All right, so next we got the – let me scroll over a little bit. Next we've got the 8-3 and three Green Bay Packers traveling to MetLife to take on the 2-9 and nine New York Giants. According to FanDuel Sportsbook, this is a 44-and-a-half point over-under, and the Packers are 6-and-a-half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, in this game, I'm going to go with the Packers to win. Uh, Packers to also cover the spread in the bounce-back spot, and I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, and Rodgers in this offense, you know, I love – Love Aaron Rodgers, love the entire offense. They're about to eat all day. 
uh, against this Giants defense in this week secondary, um, who, you know, even Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson lit up last week. So it just gives you some confidence coming into this week about uh, the secondary um, that they're going against. You know, the Giants, basically an injury report for them. The, they're missing Ingram, missing Rhett Ellison, missing Golden Tate. Uh, so really the guys there are going to be Saquon, Sterling Shepard, uh, and <laughs> Darius Slayton. Um, and, you know, I, you know, maybe if you want to go for a deep uh, tight end option, uh, Katie Smith will be there. Um, you know, he, he performed last week uh, at, in with Brett Ellison absent and with uh, Evan Ingram absent. So he could be a deep, uh, you know, tight end for you that you could use uh, if you're panicking or in a panic mode. Yeah, I, I, that's intriguing. I mean, you brought his name up to me. I said, who the hell is, is Caden Smith? <laughs> um, but, you know, you sold me there. Uh, I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take the Packers against the spread, taking the Packers to win. Uh, like you said, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, fire him up. Love him in this matchup uh, against the against the the uh, New York Giants. Uh, on the Just to shed some light on Aaron Rodgers, uh, three times this year, He's gotten to face a uh, a top ten a top ten matchup in terms of his opponent uh, at that point in the season, and all three times he finished as a top three quarterback, finishes as the QB one mm-hmm. or the QB two, the QB one, and the QB three. Mm-hmm. So he's got a matchup here against the Giants, who give up the ninth most fantasy points to the quarterback position. So you do the math, um, and then. Daniel Jones, I I do he's intriguing in this matchup on the other side, but I'm not excited to do it. Um, you know, but I think that's part of the reason why you and I both took the over in this one because we do think J- Daniel Jones. I mean, we have seen him have an ability to score points. Yeah, but that you know that gives me confidence in the Sterling Shepherds of the world, uh, even Saquon Barkley. Um, I mean, obviously Saquon Barkley, but it, you know, gives me a little bit more confidence because you know they're missing some pass catchers. So hopefully Saquon Barkley gets involved in the pass game here. Uh, but you know, maybe that's just not part of Daniel Jones's game. That's more you know, really, that's um, that's that's Pat Shermer, man. That's a <laughs> yeah, that's Pat. Shermer, I mean, but Pat yeah. Shermer was calling plays last year, and this dude was getting the ball in space last year. He was getting receptions. Yeah, I don't know was, what happened this year. If it's not Saquon, run up the middle though, like. It's just like one yeah, I'm, but crazy. I don't I don't care about the runs up the middle as much as I want to see Saquon involved in the pass game. Yeah, because that's where he made a lot of his money last year. Right? Absolutely, Saquon would have these six, seven, eight catch games where he got you an additional 60, 80 yards from scrimmage in the pass game. Um, and, you know, part of that was obviously Eli checking it down a lot. You know, Eli they checked down King. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not here anymore, so I mean, he's not you know playing quarterback anymore, so. I don't know. Um, I just I, maybe he's not lining up as well, also in like the slot and stuff like that. Like McCaffrey's being used and stuff like that too. So yeah, I think it's no. Yeah, I, sure, I yeah. I I think there's definitely more room for some of that stuff, but just even the simple checkdowns. Yeah. Because Eli used to just check. Eli would just yeah, oh oh nope no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> just dump it down. <laughs> you know, Daniel Jones holds the ball way too long. Um, obviously we see that with all the sack fumbles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, in terms of the tight end position, you said it, Hayden Smith. I mean, the Green Bay Packers are really bad against the tight end. They, they are. Give up, I think the third most fantasy points to the tight end position. So uh, I really do uh, like that match. Oh, the thir- they give up the third most fantasy points to the tight end position over the last three weeks. Yep. So, um yeah, I think that that's – and on the season too. So, yeah, I think that's a good matchup, obviously, if, if you're going to stream. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I really have in this matchup. There's really nobody else that I'm I'm genuinely in love with. Yeah, no, nah, I think this is um should be a good game to go watch. Um, see Aaron Rodgers in in MetLife, so that's cool. Yeah. Um. All right, man. So let's just, just jump to the next one. So the next matchup we've got the suddenly four and seven New York Jets traveling to Cincinnati <laughs> to take on the zero and eleven Cincinnati Bengals. This is a forty one and a half point over under, and the Jets are three point favorites. So Greg, what do you got? Yeah, the Jets. I'm gonna take them to win the game. I'm gonna take them to also cover the spread, uh, and I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, you know, I think Sam Darnold and this offense will continue to roll. Uh, Bell, you know, he's going to continue to give you, you know, the low-end RB1 numbers. Uh, you know, he's consistently been in these excellent matchups, but, you know, been consistent, giving you, you know, uh, 15 to 20 points, which is, is fine. It's a good number for, you know, where your RB1 needs to be. Uh, on Jameson Crowder, I think he should get some targets, just the offense as a whole, uh, DMT and all the uh, people that Sam Darnold likes to throw to. Um, and on the, the Bengals side, I really don't like anyone except maybe – uh, Joe Mixon, he's a flex option at best <clears throat> just because of the volume. He's going to have a tough matchup this week against his chest rush defense. Uh, so you're just mostly banking on a, a touchdown at this point. Um, but you can start him as your flex, uh, and you're hoping for maybe some garbage time points from, you know, uh, Auden Tate or Tyler Boyd. Uh, t- sorry, Tyler Boyd, honestly. Um. All right, so I'm going to take the over, and – Maybe it's because I'm conditioned this way. I don't know how to handle success as a Jets fan. But I'm going to take the Bengals to cover this spread and win this game. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was not ready for that. I know. You weren't ready oh, for that. Man. You weren't ready for you. that. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals to win this game. Andy Dalton's coming back. Um, he is. Not, not that I'm afraid of Andy Dalton, but that just this isn't the matchup that it was a couple weeks ago. You know, where the Jets could feast on a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Andy Dalton's played 10 plus, uh, 10 plus years in the league. He's seen, he's seen almost every, well, not 10 plus years. He's not that old. He's played, he's been in the league for eight years. So, um, you know, there's a lot that he's seen. You know, I don't know if we'll be able to, you know, trick him with the smoke and mirrors that we've done. You know, think, look, we look at the Jets for the last couple weeks, they've got to face, um, you know Daniel Haskins and Daniel Jones, two rookie quarterbacks, um, and they got this. They they snuck up on the Raiders. Um, I think Andy Dalton's going to be ready, <sighs> so I'm going to take them to win this game. But in terms of the matchup, how I see everything playing out, I'm like I said, I'm taking the over. So I think there are, there are going to be points scored in this game. Um, I do I do love Lev Bell in this one. Um, Jamison Crowder, obviously the the target number wasn't great last week. The thing about this offense is that they're gonna see, Sam Darnold is at his best when he's spreading it around. Um, he had completions to nine different receivers last week. Um, you know that's great for an offense. It's not necessarily great for for fantasy. Um, you know Robbie Anderson has had uh, more targets. So actually another thing is is that his target share numbers probably are a little thrown off because. There's some completions or some targets that go to him that don't necessarily count in the box score because um, there's pass interference or, um, you know, maybe it gets called back for like a holding penalty or something like that. So there are targets in this offense for Robbie Anderson. Um, he has scored a touchdown each of the last two weeks. So, you know, maybe that maybe there's um, 
if you need some upside play, an upside play, you can go there. Um, I do on the other side though, Joe Mixon, like you said, but Tyler Boyd, I really like Tyler Boyd in this matchup. It's like I like I love Tyler Boyd in this mm-hmm. matchup. Okay. Um, you, last week, uh, we saw Tyrell Williams. Um, Tyrell Williams got open against this Jet secondary. Mm-hmm. He just on several third downs, the, the Raiders just literally dropped the football on those third downs, kept those drives from going. Um, and maybe the Raiders get points, and we're looking at a different game now. So Tyler Boyd, I think, you know, obviously last week he went off after with after being the squeaky wheel, um, you know, five catches over 100 yards playing with Ryan Finley. This week he gets his guy back, Andy Dalton, who was targeting Tyler Boyd at an extremely high rate to start the year. Remember, there was no A.J. Green, um, no Tyler Eifert really. Um, Tyler Boyd was the main target in this offense, and I think that's going to continue. And I think he's savvy enough, works uh, different positions as a wide receiver to be able to take advantage of this still weak Jet secondary. Let's not lose sight of that. This is still a weak Jet secondary, and so Tyler Boyd, I think, could take advantage of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if one receiver is going <clears> to <throat> show out here, uh, I would say it's definitely Tyler Boyd. Um, so I would I would definitely start him as a, a flex play. Um, I think he have the Jets winning and you know winning the game so I think he gets him some a lot of his points late too or in comeback mode yeah I mean I was gonna make him my start of the week but there was somebody who really needed it more than he did yeah <laughs> all right man so um let's go let's jump to this next matchup we got the two and nine Washington Redskins traveling to Carolina to take on the five and six Carolina Panthers the Panthers are nine and a half point favorites and there's 38 and a half point over under so Greg who are you taking in this matchup? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Panthers to win the game. I'm going to take the Redskins to cover, uh, and I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, yeah, Ron CMC, DJ Moore, Greg Olson, start them up. Absolutely, they're, they're on prime matchups here. Uh, I think they, they all eat, especially DJ Moore's volume. Um, and Greg Olson's been very consistent uh, of late as far as uh, the tight end you know, numbers, giving you uh, good tight end one numbers is absolutely Curtis Ariar Samuel, you know, <clears throat> he always has intrigue uh, <laughs> with this. It's got this touchdown upside. Got four rush attempts and four targets last week. Um, but, you know, he's in a good matchup uh, here, you know. So I think there's a chance he can get into the end zone. Um, I, th- I would start him as a flex play as well. Um, on the Redskins side, you know, Scary Terry is the only person I'm looking at. Uh, solid flex play, I think, this week. Uh, he's in a good matchup. Uh, got 12 targets last week. Um, yeah volume and at the chance that he can find the end zone again that's the only time the Redskins really can find the end zone yeah I'm going to take the under in this matchup I'm taking the Panthers to win and cover this spread um Christian McCaffrey Greg Olson he's got to face this he gets to face a Washington Redskins defense that it's given up the second most fancy points to the tight end position over the last three weeks so that's something that I like there um DJ Moore obviously Curtis Samuel, yeah. Uh, and then on the Redskins side, okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only nah, I Panthers. can give you, Scary Terry. That's about it. That's really all I can give you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 12 targets No, nah, I mean. Yo. Yeah, no, Scary Terry did, Scary Terry did get 12 targets. Um, you know, the, the Redskins were actually in a game. Um, it seems like Dwayne Haskins got a bit more comfortable with him. Um, the matchup is decent. Uh, let's see. The Carolina Panthers give up the eighth most fantasy points to the to the quarterback position, the wide receiver position. Um, so that's that's more than decent. They give up the they give up the third most fantasy points to the wide receiver position over the last three weeks. 
So, yeah, start scary Terry. That's about it. Um, that's about it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the try extent to of where I would go. Yep. You said what? Not even gonna try to get cute with any other player. Nope. nope. Nah. Not not Carolina defense too. Start them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, you're right. All right, so let's jump to this next matchup. We got the five and six Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Miami to take on the two and nine Miami Dolphins. This is a 44 and a half point over under, and the Eagles are nine and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you t- what do you got in this matchup? Oh uh, yeah, in this game, I'm gonna take the Eagles to win. Uh, I'm also taking them to cover the spread as well, and I'm gonna take the over again in this game. Um, this is, you know, first we're going to start on the Eagles side, but first we're going to start with the Eagles injury report because that's really what it is in this roster. Uh, Carson Wentz is starting. Alshon Jeffrey and Aguilar are also starting. Uh, Dallas Goddard himself thinks Ertz is going to play, so I'm going to assume uh, Zach Ertz is also going to play. Um, Jordan Howard, he's questionable, um, but he hasn't really had any contact uh, practices yet. So He hasn't been cleared to contact yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he's going to play. Last time I checked, football is a contact sport, right? Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely oh. a contact sport, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to go. Um, so, yeah, those are the injuries on the Eagles side. So because of that, um, yeah, Jeffrey, I like him as a start. Um, I think because of how struggling Aguilar has been, how frustrating he is, uh, Jay Jaws, your boy, he's been getting a lot of momentum. So he could be a sneaky uh, deep league flex play, I think. Um, and, yeah, for the Miles Sanders, obviously, if Jordan Howard can't go, he's also in the prime spot um, it's with the, the Eagles offense as a whole. Uh, on the Miami Dolphins side, if it's not Devontae Parker, I don't want to hear it. That's all I'm starting. Yeah, so I'm going to take the under in this matchup. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover the spread, and I'm going to take the Eagles to win this game. Like you said, um, on the Eagles side, uh, Miles Sanders, Carson Wentz, uh, I love those guys in this matchup. They both have uh, really good matchups in this one. Alshon Jeffrey, I like him. Um, I'd like him more if he was if he wasn't coming off the injury, um, you know. But Zach Ertz, obviously, you want to wait to see what the news is there. But he's got him and Dallas Goddard both have a really good matchup here, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because I know we've been we've been streaming Dallas Goddard. We've been starting him actually in our League of Extraordinary. Or, our Siemens B team, but um, is he somebody you're willing to start? I mean, I'm we were going, we're we you're confident starting him um, before, but like, let's say, would you like, do you definitely fire him up if there's no Zach Ertz? Like, or if Zach Ertz is like slightly banged up, does, I, uh, does that cause you to, to fire him up? Yeah, maybe they could um, limit Ertz a little bit because they know they have Goddard, so I think I would start. Goddard, regardless of if Ertz is playing or not, um, just he, he's in a pretty good matchup, and I think the Eagles are gonna be rolling as an offense as a whole. So I think I think this is a good spot for him. Yeah, I I uh, I like Ertz in this or Goddard in this one too. So um, and the matchup is good. The Miami Dolphins give up the most fancy points to the tight end position over the last three weeks. Oh wow! Um, so that's obviously more than anybody. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I, I really do like I like them in this matchup uh, on the tight ends, and then the uh, on the Miami side, the Eagles have gotten a lot, lot better as a pass defense. Yeah, over they the have. Last over the last weeks, two weeks, they yeah. up, they've been they've playing the hard job. Yeah, they've given up the twenty fourth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position over the last three weeks, um, according to SharpFootballStats.com. They are a top four pass defense over the last three weeks. 
And they've also vaulted up to top five on this season in terms of efficiency. Yeah, don't know how they got here that fast, they, but they're five. They're five on the season in terms of efficiency. Four in the last three weeks. So this is not the matchup that it once was when Aaron Rodgers was ripping these dudes up on on Thursday night football. Um, so you know that would. I mean, obviously Devontae Parker, the targets are there. Um, you know, you're going to continue to roll him out there because he's just been so consistent for you every week. And Absolutely. Obviously, last week in a matchup that we thought was bad against the Dolph or against the Bills. Um, was it the Bills? Oh, uh, the Browns. I th- was it the, the Browns? Or, yeah, I think yeah, the Browns. Yeah, yes. they played the Browns mm-hmm. last week, but they got the Bills the week before. We thought that was a tough matchup, and Devontae Parker came through in that matchup. So, um, yeah, start start Devontae Parker. I, I mean, know. why not? He's continued to get you here. Yep. Um, if you need this win, um, you know, ride ride that guy out because well, why not, right? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's nobody else I want to start in that matchup. Um. Yo, Kalen Bellage, though, they nope. say he's still the starter. Nope. nope. I don't want it. Just... I don't want it. <laughs> I do not want it, man. I can't have it. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, man. Let's jump to this next one because this one's excited, man. We've got the 10-1 San Francisco 49ers oh, man. traveling to M&T Bank Stadium to take on the 9-2 Baltimore Ravens. This is a 45-and-a-half-point over-under. The Ravens are five and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Got me dancing over here like Lamar and uh, Mark Ingram and them. You know, I, I got the oh, yeah. I got the Ravens to win the game. I'm gonna take the Niners to cover the spread though, and I, I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, mostly because I also want this game to be really good. I believe it though. It's gonna be a really good game. These two teams match up well against each other, uh, especially because they both are similar how they how they run the ball uh, and how they use the defense to dominate the game um, as far as time of possession. Um, yeah, I like everyone in this game. You know, Lamar, of course, Mark Ingram is, you know, in a tough spot. But I think these guys are, are going to – they ride to this rush, rush offense. So I wouldn't see why Mark, Mark Ingram is in a good play here. Um, as far as Mark, Mark Andrews, I think he's a solid play um, in a tough spot here. But I think you could rely on those three guys for sure. On the 49ers side, um, you know, Jimmy G is going to have to lead the team. He's going to have to do it for them. Um, he's, you know – if, if they're going to keep pace in this game, keep up with the Ravens because uh, it, it could get ugly, as you saw last week with Jared Goff, if they start the game with a three and out. It's, that's how quick it could turn. Um, so uh, I think they established the run a little bit more. So Tevin Coleman um, and Matt Breida, if he's, if he's going to play, I think they use them uh, to maybe try to keep Lamar Jackson off the field. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, George Kittle, I always like him every week. Yeah, man, I'm with you, bro. This game is going to be good. I really like it. I'm going to take the over. Um, you know, we've seen the Ravens score like 40 Hell points yeah. in their last games <laughs> yeah. by themselves. So 45 and a half. Like, they would have hit that 51 and a half if it wasn't for the Texans just not showing up that one time. <laughs> if all the Texans had to do was score like 10 points, and we would have hit the over. Crazy. Um, <laughs> and the 51 and a half point over-under. So 45 and a half. I'm going to take the over in this one. Um. And then I'm going to take the Ravens to cover this spread, man. I like, like, why not? I know. Right, they're at I home. Mean, yeah. Um, five and a half, sure. Why not? I mean, they've, yeah, they've covered, they, <laughs> they've covered each of the last three weeks. By like, so cover, why, cover, like, like destroyed. Like teams. they've really covered. Destroying like teams. they, they gave you the spread and then some. Yep. So, uh, yeah, why not? So I'm gonna take uh, like obviously in, in people that in terms of of people I, I love in this matchup, Lamar, like. Duh, 
<laughs> um, and then Mark Ingram, I do like him in this matchup. You know, like we talked about, uh, we talked about it before. Uh, this this Niners run defense is beatable on the ground. Um, they're twenty second in terms of run defense efficiency over the last few weeks. So I, I do like Mark Ingram still. Uh, Mark Andrews, Hollywood, obviously as as Lamar Jackson's top two targets. You still have to love those guys as well. Um, and then San Francisco on the San Fran side. I love George Kittle in this matchup. Um, the Ravens have been beat up by the tight end the last few weeks. Uh, you know they gave it up to, to Tyler Higby. That was a lot of that was in garbage time though. Um, but he's still that was still a decent performance on the week. And then Houston, who obviously Darren Fells is, is just a red zone target, and the Houston didn't spend much time in the red area that game. And then Cincinnati. Uh, they gave it to Tyler Eifert as well, so uh, I think George Kittle has a has a decent matchup here uh, as well. I'm curious to see how they how the Ravens try to defend him because the Niners they have receivers, but you know Emmanuel Sanders. I think you could put Marcus Peters on him. Um, you know Debo Samuel. You could probably put get away with putting like a Marlon Humphrey or 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 uh, Jimmy Smith on him, and then you could take you know Marlon Humphrey and or Jimmy Smith and put and assign them to George Kittle. So um, I, that's going to be intriguing just from a football standpoint to watch. Um, but the run game, too, for the, the Niners is also in play because the, the Ravens, as bad as the Niners have been, the Ravens have been even worse. Uh, the Ravens, in terms of run defense efficiency, 28th in the last three weeks, um, but they're 26th on the season. So they can be beat on the ground. So, um, you know, Matt Breida coming back off the ankle, is he somebody that you might be looking to start in this matchup given the situation, um, you know, and I mean the situation being him coming off the ankle sprain. Yeah, it seems like it being week thirteen, mm-hmm. and people probably needing to get wins. That's true. I mean, I, I would say definitely if if he if he's considering at your flex play, I would uh, strongly consider him just because you know the number two. I feel like number two running back in this offense uh, has been you know just doing as well as Tevin Coleman or now outperforming him. Um, so I think they it's the, whoever's number two in that spot uh, is getting intrigued and will get involved. Yeah, I, I I agree there too. Um, it's just I guess taking taking that leap of faith and starting him. I mean, he yeah. has been he is two weeks removed from that ankle injury. hasn't played it since then. But as we know, the Matt Breida special. Um, this game is not as far away, so we'll notice it if it happens. But it's always on the table for him to walk out of this game. Yep. Absolutely, <laughs> so, it's very uh, high. So I guess you just <laughs> yeah. So just just keep that in mind when you're when you're um you know when you're setting your lineups i guess uh what are some guys um let me pull this up see if there's anybody that you would start over mr um oh matt Breida. is yeah mr matt Breida here okay matt Breida or raheem mostert uh well if Matt Breida is playing then I'll take Matt Breida. Yeah you you have to. Um. Matt Breida or Benny Snell. Uh, I'm gonna take Benny Snell. Matt Breida or Ronald Jones. Mm, I'm just, the the way this Jaguars rush defense has been looking I'm gonna go with Ronald Jones. Um. Matt Breida or – I'm 
Matt Breida or Carlos Hyde against New England? I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go with Matt Breida. Matt Breida or Jamal Williams? Oh, Jamal Williams. Okay. So that's just a general idea of what I guess people should do then. But yeah, yeah basically, um, if you have a better option, go with them. If not, go with Matt Breida. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what it comes down to, right? Yeah. All right, man. So let's jump into this next matchup. We've got the four and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Jacksonville to take on the four and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a forty-seven and a half point over/under. This line has shifted, shifted. The the Jags were one and a half point favorites when this line opened. It shifted to the Bucks then being uh, now two and a half point favorites. Mm. So, Greg, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks. I'm gonna take them to also cover the spread. <clears throat> I think they won by three points, and I'm gonna take the over in this game. Got a lot of overs. Uh, yeah, I just like this, um, this game to be a potential maybe shootout, high scoring game. Um, both defenses haven't been playing particularly well. Uh, the Titans lit up the Jaguars last week, and the Titans light you up. That means you know that might be a problem. Um, so I, I think you know Jameis is in a good spot. Uh, you know, as a fantasy you know quarterback, um, he's going to get you maybe one or two picks, but at the end of the day, he's going to get you over 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and that's something productive. Uh, that means I like the receivers, obviously, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, we talked about Ronald Jones just in the last segment. <clears throat> um, so I think he's. Uh, a running back two for you, a low one running back two, because Derrick Henry did destroy this Jags rush defense last week. On the Jaguar side, um, DJ Shark, always love this man. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, I always like him, you know, as far as uh, targets and getting receptions, especially in the PPR league. Uh, so those two guys I'm, I'm intrigued for. And Leonard Fournette, obviously, that man's a beast. Uh, you start him up every time. Uh, it's going to get you the 25 to 20 carries that we talk about every week. So, yeah, th- that's, those are the guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this matchup. I'm taking the Bucks to win it, taking the Bucks to cover. I'm taking the over in this game. Um, you know, you talked about Ronald Jones. Um, I definitely like him in this matchup, uh, especially, you know, obviously this, this Titans um, or this Jags run defense is bad. Uh, it ranks 32nd on the year. Uh, in terms of run defense efficiency, uh, in terms of fantasy points giving up to the running back position, uh, they rank second in the last three weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. really bad. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really bad. Um, they've in the last. I mean, they were on bye <clears throat> in week ten, but. Uh, if you go back to week nine, they gave up the fourth most fantasy points to the running back position against Houston. And then week 11, they gave up the second most fantasy points. And then week 12, they gave they gave up the second most fantasy points. So, um, and actually, if you go in terms of fantasy points per game, they've given up the most. If you go, yeah, if you go in, for, in terms of fantasy points per game, they've given up the most fantasy points to the running back position over the last three weeks. Um, yeah. So this is a good spot. I definitely love Ronald definitely love Ronald Jones mm-hmm. in this matchup. Um I actually also kind of like Peyton Barber then too cuz the carries have been split almost evenly between those two. 
The only difference is Ronald Jones is involved in the pass game. So if Ronald Jones is getting involved in the pass game, obviously in a game with a high over-under, uh, we anticipate that it could be back and forth, especially considering, um, you know, we talk about how bad this pan- this uh, Tampa Bay pass defense is, but this Jacksonville pass defense is just as bad, uh, probably if not worse. Over the last three weeks, they have they, they have uh, the 31st in terms of pass defense efficiency, um, in terms of fantasy points. Um They've given up the fifth most fantasy points to the to the uh, quarterback position over the last three weeks. Um, so they're basically they're they're just a bad defense right now. So I think this is their defense that we can target, like you said, Jameis Winston, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Uh, so then on the Jacksonville side, you could bring it back with uh, you know obviously DJ Shark, who has a great matchup here. Mm-hmm. Uh, DD Westbrook, who. Suddenly, you know, he's getting his targets back again. But Chris Conley, Conley, I think, is still in play in terms of like a, uh, you know, a deep, a deeper play, maybe higher, a little bit higher upside, because um, he he does he doesn't get as many targets as D.D. Westbrook, but his targets are deeper down the field. Right. So, um, just I think if yeah, if you're playing in a standard league, then Chris Conley is probably the guy. If you're playing in a half point PPR though, then you're gonna have to consider. D.D. Westbrook over him because D.D. Westbrook could catch eight, nine balls on any given day. Yep. So um, definitely always in play. Um, and then anything else in this matchup that we're looking for? Or? Um, yeah, no, I think it uh, should be a good game. Um, hopefully yeah, those two receivers can keep it going, 1,000 yards each. Yes, sir. I mean, they're second and third in terms of receiving yards, <clears throat> um, receiving yardage in, in the on the season. So it's crazy. It's pretty wild. Yeah. All right, man, let's jump to the next matchup. We've got the 6-5 and five Tennessee Titans traveling to Indianapolis to take on the 6-5 and five Indianapolis Colts. This is a 42.5 point over-under. The Colts are 1.5 point favorites in this AFC South matchup. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, this is basically a pick em. As you know, these AFC South games are so tough to call, but I'm going to take the Titans to win. I'm going to take the Titans to cover the spread, obviously, and I'm going to take the under. Uh, and I, Yeah, the Colts, are, you know, I just think they're still banged up. Uh, no T.Y. in this game, no Jack, no um, Eric Ebron. Uh, Tyrants are just playing like the better team right now. I'm um, confident starting, you know, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry, and I think A.J. Brown, you know, could be a considerable flex play for you. Um, so, and on basically the Colts side, Jonathan Williams, I like him a lot, uh, and, you know, Jack Doyle as well. He's in a good spot. No Eric Ebron. He's going to have to get uh, involved in this passing game, <clears throat> especially because, you know, Zach Pascal and all those other guys haven't been really stepping up with uh, T.Y. out. So Jack Doyle will have to and Jonathan Williams as well. Yeah, so I'm going to take the over in this game. I'm going to take the Colts to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Colts to win. Um, in terms of people that I like in this game, on the Tennessee side, Ryan Tannehill, obviously you start him. Uh, he's been on a roll. Over the, over the last three weeks, the Indianapolis Colts have given up about 18 fantasy points to the quarterback position. Um, so that's middle of the pack. So I think so. You can start Brian Tannehill. He's been on a roll. Obviously, um, you don't have to force the start, but how could you? He's the only person averaging more fantasy points per pass attempt uh, over the last six weeks. More than uh, more than Ryan Tannehill is Lamar Jackson. Mm. So uh, Ryan Tannehill is performing as a top quarterback. So I think we have to almost treat him as such, yes, sir. especially in a game. With a high over under, you took the over in this game as well, right? So, um, 
you know, I think Ryan Tannehill in this matchup is definitely useful. But then all the also on the other side, it's interesting because as Ryan Tannehill is heating up on one side, you know, this Tennessee Titans defense is now, you know, trending in a in a downward direction. Um, this Tennessee Titans defense is now 27th in terms of pass defense efficiency, and they're 18th in terms of run defense efficiency. Um, so they they are getting they are getting beat. They are they have become a little bit beatable. So I think that Jacoby Brissett is also in play here in this matchup, uh, especially given the high total, especially given the fact that both these teams need to win this game because um, you know they are six and five. Each one of these teams is six and five. The Texans are seven and four. The Texans could be seven and five by the end of Sunday. So um, you know you could have a three-way tie for the first place in terms of the division. Crazy. And as you and I were talking about. The Colts don't have to. The Colts have to play, just play uh, Jacksonville one more time in terms of AFC South. But the Titans and the, and the Texans still have to play each other twice. So this team, this game means a lot to both teams involved. Um, not just both teams, but the Texans as well. So um, there's going to be a lot riding on it, and I think that both these teams are going to bring everything they got for that reason. So uh, Jonathan Williams definitely bring definitely starting him. Uh, Jack Doyle, I like a lot. When you when you consider the matchup against against this, these Tennessee Titans, so um, definitely excited about the fantasy points that could be had in this game. But mm-hmm. you know, you talked about Zach Pascal. Is he somebody that you might be looking to? I know he's been. You said he's been disappointing. Um, he hasn't been able to do it in the spots. But there's no Ty. So you know, are you going to start him in this in this in this spot? I mean, maybe if you are the Ty owner. Uh, and the, those two games without him, you know, he's only he got two receptions for 26 yards. Then he had two for 17. Last week he only had one target, and T.Y. was on a pitch count. So I just can't go and trust him for to get into the playoffs. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. Um, I, I think I, I would look more to Jack Doyle if you're trying to see, um, if you're trying to leverage the situation because, like you said, no Eric Ebron. So – I think Jack Doyle could be in play. Um, is there anything else in this matchup that um, nah, we should cover? Nah, I think pretty move on. It's one of the most yeah, important I mean, games Derek, that we can know. Yeah. Derek Henry is um, he's a little banged up, though, so just keep that in mind. But um, maybe if you're the Derek Henry owner getting ready for playoffs, maybe you go pick up a Deion Lewis or something just in case. Definitely. All right, man. Let's just, like you said, this this is an important matchup. Let's jump right to it, man. We got the 6-5. and five. L.A. Rams traveling to Arizona. This is a 4:05 game, by the way, the first of the 4 o'clock games. Traveling to Arizona to take on the 3-7-1 Arizona Cardinals. This is a 46.5 point over-under, and the the uh, Rams are three-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got in this matchup? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the upset here. I got the cards to win the game, you know, come off Oof. of a bye. Uh, so, I got Oof. them, you know, uh, obviously, you know, covering the spread. Uh, but I'm going to take the I felt, over. I felt Sean McVay's soul just... I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I know. They, this team is, hasn't been performing the way that you've wanted them to. The Cardinals come off a bye. I think that's just another reason why. I think they'll be well prepared for this game. But I do think this game is going to be the over. I think this game is going to be one of those crazy shootouts um, that, you know, we might see in this game. Uh, I know the Rams had another crazy shootout earlier in the year, so I think this might be this. Um, I, I like everyone in this game. Jared Goff is in a good spot. Uh, Ty Gurley, Cooper Cup, and the, the receivers – 
Um, so I, I think I, I like them. No Gerald Everett. So Tyler Higby is a guy you can pivot to um, and be confident in doing that because, you know, they are going against the Cardinals who have been the number one worst team against tight ends from week one to week now. So it doesn't matter. Um, and on the Cardinals side, Kyler Murray, uh, I like him in this matchup. Uh, I like, <clears throat> uh, you know, his receivers, um, mostly mostly Kyler Murray, though. I can't really put um, – a hit on who the guy is going to be. Christian Kirk has been playing well. Um, but the running back situation is really the most intriguing spot for this Cardinals team. Chase Edmonds is going to be back. Um, so Kenyon Drake is the guy. Uh, you, know, you know you can't trust David Johnson anymore. So it's really Kenyon Drake. Uh, I think if you're the Kenyon Drake owner, you should go get Chase Edmonds, though. Yeah, I'm going to take – wow, I can't believe you put the upset. I'm still in shock. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. I mean, look, man, I, I'm I'm not saying I'm in shock because it's bad. I'm saying I'm in shock just because, like, I didn't – like, I thought about it, but I didn't want to do it. But then you're doing it, so it's like, damn, should I do it too? Nah, it's cool. I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to take these Rams to win this mm-hmm. game. But like you said, the matchup's going to be great. Kyler Murray on the other side. Um you know he's he's been playing really really well. Yes, sir. Um, this he's ranks as let me double check this, but last I checked he was the QB five on the season. Um, let me see. I don't know how that's changed. Yeah, Kyler Murray's the QB six now on this season, um, in terms of fantasy points per game. So I really do like. Uh, Kyler Murray's potential in this matchup, especially you know this Cardinals offense over the last three weeks, they've they've vaulted up to 12th in terms of pass offense efficiency. They're 14th in terms of run offense efficiency, um, you know, and they're so they're pretty balanced in that way. They're still throwing the ball 58% of the time, um, and you know as we saw last week, you know there's with the with the Ravens, you know the 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 Arizona Cardinals have a similar recipe to be able to to have some success here. Um, you know, maybe not as physical as what the Ravens were doing, um, but they can obviously Kenyon Drake. He's been really solid, man. Um, I saw a list the other day of all the running backs that average more fantasy points per game than Kenyon Drake since he took over as a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's just names like Christian McCaffrey and Le'Veon Bell and um, Chris Carson and and you know just top flight running backs that have been performing every week. So Kenyon Drake's in that discussion as we head into the playoffs. Um, and so I think if you're able to get him uh, for obviously the low because he was on waivers in some leagues, um, he got, you know, you may, you picked him up off free agency, whatever it was. So um, I, I really do like uh, Kenny and Drake, especially in this matchup here against the Rams. Um, I do agree with you. Chase Edmonds is the backup. He's the guy I would want to own. Um, in terms of receivers, I like to pair with Kyler Murray. Uh, you talked about Christian Kirk. I like Christian Kirk in this matchup as well. I don't know if um, if Jalen Ramsey is necessarily going to follow him. Um, Larry Fitzgerald has been uh, slightly better over the last few weeks. He's actually um, had uh, he's finished inside the top thirty now at wide receiver over the last two weeks. So um, it's definitely encouraging considering what he was doing before that. Um, so he's somebody in this high over under that I guess you 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 know you could play if you need to, but. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna force it. Um, and then obviously we talked about Jared Goff, um, Todd Gurley. Um, you know this this Cardinals run defense um, is definitely beatable. So Todd Gurley should have a day here. Um, but then uh, you know I really like Christian uh, Christian Kirk. I really like Cooper Cup, uh, especially like you said, no Gerald Everett. 
Um, Christian Kirk play, or Cooper Cup plays a lot in the slot, which is basically almost like a tight end. So um, I really do like his his ability to get open against these Cardinals. But I really like Robert Woods in this matchup as well too. So um, I think that those are guys that could be saved. What about Brandon Cooks? Um, because of I think I do think it's gonna be high over under. He could get a deep shot. Um, that's all he really needs to make his day. Um, so I think he could be a sneaky flex play. He's in, he's been a free agent in a couple of leagues, so maybe you can go get him. He he'd be one. I mean, I mean, yeah, because he's finished. Oh, man, yeah. All right, been Brandon tough. Cooks, <laughs> his three best performances: wide receiver fourteen against New Orleans, wide receiver sixteen against Cleveland. And the wide receiver twenty eight against Tampa Bay. Yep. Every other time he's finished outside the top forty. Yeah, he's been trash. Every other time, his last three weeks. Uh, I mean, we're not going to count the one when he was in London, um, but his last three games, uh, finished as wide receiver fifty four against San Francisco, finished as wide receiver forty three against Atlanta. And he's finished as wide receiver sixty one against Baltimore. Yeah, he's he's still on seventy seven percent of Yahoo leagues just because his name is Brandon Cooks. So and that's that's really a bit. I don't I don't know if I would trust him. I I would like I would be comfortable not starting him. And if he goes off on my bench, like I would be okay with it. Yeah, but that's just me. That's just me personally. This this is the game that he would. He would. This is the only game I would could trust him. Maybe as a, if you're the Julio guy and you're like, oh man, what do I do? Brandon Cooks could be, but he's not gonna be on. He's not gonna be available in a lot of leagues. So I think I rather I would rather he's start with Robbie Anderson than Brandon Cooks. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I would do that. I mean, Brandon Cooks has an 11 percent target share in that Week 12 matchup in a game where they were getting trounced. Oh, you know that that game. That's a throwaway game. I can't even trust that game for anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not throwing that game. Away. I'm going to throw that game away. But then I've got like nine other games of oh yeah, non production from trash. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I don't just don't know if I can start Brandon Cooks in this matchup yeah. just with any with any semblance of confidence. Not this week, right? Because I mean, no, this, is, this, this is this is the, is week. the week. week. Yeah, this is, this is the only week you're going to consider. This him. is the week. Yeah. <laughs> this is it yeah um all right but anybody else i mean i know you said tyler higby i really like him in this matchup i i i would i would like him too as well going against the tight uh this, yeah you know tyler arizona higby, defense that can't sure. cover tight ends but i like him. um anybody else uh no nah, that, that's about it you're gonna pick up david johnson off the off free agency before the game starts or something no nah, no nah, nah, just no nah, no nah, okay not even close <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump to the next one because I know you're excited about this one. We got the six and five Oakland Raiders traveling to Kansas City Arrowhead Patty. to take on, uh huh, Kansas City to take on uh, Patty Mahomes and these Kansas City Chiefs. This is a 51 and a half point over under. These Chiefs are 10 and a half point favorites. This line moved from nine and a half to 10 and a half. So, Greg, what do you got, man? Oh, man, you know, already know I got, I got the Chiefs to win the game, I got the Chiefs to cover the spread. And I got Woo! taking the over in this game. You, you, this, this man, Pat Mahomes, <laughs> threw four touchdowns in a quarter. 
in the quarter last game, yo, the the time this, the, they played the Oakland Raiders, it was insane. He was on on fire in that game. Uh, I see no difference here. He threw 443 yards in that game. I see it's gonna be just another game like that. Mahomes is gonna eat. That means all these receivers and pass catchers are gonna eat. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, you gotta love those guys. Um, Damian Williams, he's not gonna play. Uh, so he's out. So it's going to be the Shady McCoy and Darrell Williams show. Um, so I think, you know, the, both those guys have intrigue there. Uh, and on the Raiders side, I, I see no reason why, you know, they have to, they're going to have to keep pace. Uh, but it seems like they, their card, does, he had a horrible week last week. Um, maybe he's in a bounce back spot this week. I wouldn't start him, but I feel like he has a chance to get some points to these uh, Tyrell Williams. There's no Hunter Renfro. Uh, and also Darren Waller. I like Hunter Renfro. I mean, Darren Waller and Tyra Williams in this in this matchup. Um, Josh Jacobs is not the game for him as far as a game script. Um, he, he might get some carries to start, but I feel like the, the Chiefs are going to be rolling. He was scoring at a, a very historic, historic clip as like as far as speed, um, so it might not be a good matchup for Josh Jacobs. Yo, I'm so with you, bro. I'm taking this over. I'm taking yeah, the man. Chiefs to win this game. I'm taking the Chiefs to cover this spread. Yo, ten and a half points is a lot. It is. It's a lot, but it does not matter. Like <laughs> these Chiefs roll. Um, Andy Reid rolls against the Chiefs after a bye um, too. Mm. Oh, after a bye, right? So like, I was listening to Warren Sharp, and he was saying that Andy Reid and his career as the Chiefs head coach against the Kansas City Chiefs. Is like nine and two against the spread. Um, the only times those only two losses came against the those only two I guess technically losses against the spread came against um, no he's nine and two but seven and four against the spread and those four losses against the spread came on Thursday night football. Mm, see? So there you go. Yeah, that's crazy. So and this game is not on Thursday. Um, you know, and the, you know the thought process there is that obviously if the game's on Thursday, less time to prepare. But when he's got a regular week to prepare, he's he's nine. He's a uh, yeah, two obviously weeks. seven and zero. Oh. <laughs> now he's got two weeks. So these Chiefs are going to roll against this spread here. And then you were talking about Derek Carr. Um, you know, I was I also on this podcast um, listening to Adam Lefko, who I guess shout out to Trey Wingo because I guess he him and ESPN. Stats and info, they're the ones that dug up these numbers. But in temperatures under 40 degrees at kickoff, Derek Carr is 0-4. Wow. With a hundred averaging 152 passing yards per game with a 51% completion percentage and a 3-4 to four touchdown and interception ratio and a total QBR of 9. That's so it's gonna be in the third it's gonna be in the 30s at Arrowhead. Oh, but it gets it gets worse. Derek Carr on the road is 14 and 25. <laughs> Everywhere else. In Arrowhead, he's 0 and 5. Yeah, it's not a good spot for him at all. Everywhere everywhere else, Derek Carr averages 285 yards passing yards a game. At Arrowhead, he averages 186. Ugh. In Arrowhead, his completion percentage drops 8%. And his touchdown interception ratio is fifty-eight and twenty-four everywhere else on the road, but in Arrowhead, it's, it's a three to five touchdown interception ratio. And the Chiefs' average margin of victory in non-Thursday games under Andy Reid against these Oakland Raiders is fifteen. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, I just <laughs> yeah, I'm not not taking not touching Derek Carr definitely. 
<laughs> yeah, so I want nothing to do with Derek Carr. I want uh, Darren Waller. I do like him in this matchup because the, the Chiefs are bad against the tight end position, uh, and they give up catches to the tight end, receptions to the tight end position as well. And then you also combine that with the fact that um, Hunter Renfro no longer in this offense. If you remember uh, when Hunter Renfro came into this offense, that was about the time that Darren Waller stopped being as productive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that those two definitely correlate and that um, that Darren Waller is definitely going to have a better matchup here, definitely better, more opportunities here to succeed. Um, Tyrell Williams, I would play him because the game script says to play him, but I'm not necessarily in love with him because uh, obviously we saw that we, we just heard the numbers on Derek Carr. Um, and then Josh Jacobs, like you said, you know, the matchup's not great. The game script's, or the game script's not great, but the matchup is good. So, you know, you obviously you have to start them. Yeah. If you're in a league where somehow you have better options, then maybe you don't. Um, but don't force. Yeah, don't only force like women in ten teams are like considering this. But yeah. Yeah. Don't force Josh Jacobs out of your lineup, though. Um, all right. So anything else on this match? I mean, I yo, I didn't know I didn't touch the Chiefs, but there's nothing to be said on the Chiefs, man. Pat no. Mahomes, stardom. No. Travis Kelsey, stardom. Tyreek Hill, stardom. Uh, Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. You could think about them. Sammy Watkins. Uh, the numbers will tell you that he's a good play, but he hasn't done anything. So don't even go there. Yeah, if you uh, if you want to take that shot, Nicole might be the the shot. Um, if you you're looking for that uh, deeply, you know, sneaky, and then it needs to get him some boom, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and then he's also got the, you know the same thing we always say about Dallas Goddard when you when you stream him, um, how he's got that ups that built in upside. Miko Hartman has built in upside as well. Yeah, because if this Tyreek Hill hamstring injury is more than like a one week thing, then you've got like essentially the the Chiefs new Tyreek Hill for like the fantasy playoff run. Yeah, and in a, in a game know? where Pat Mahomes is about to throw for like seven touchdowns. Yeah, he he very well might. Um, all right, man. Anything else on this matchup? Oh, by the way, I do like the Chiefs' defense. Oh, yeah. For sure. Get some turnovers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ten and a half point favorites. We just heard the numbers on Derek Carr. I really, really, really like the Chiefs' defense. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Um, anything else on this matchup? We're just jumping right to the next one. Yeah, we'll to the next. All right, man. We've got the 4-7 and seven LA Chargers traveling to Denver to take on the 3-8 and eight Denver Broncos. 38.5 point over-under. Chargers are three-point favorites. Greg, what do you got? I'm going to go with the Chargers to win the game. I'm going to go with the Broncos to cover the spread. I think it's going to be super close. Uh, and I'm going to take the under. Uh, yeah, it might be a, kind of an ugly game. You know, Chargers on the road uh, at Denver. Denver's a pretty good defense. Um, and also, just in general, the, the Denver offense isn't that solid. So, this just might be very low scoring. Um, Chargers defense is also in a good spot here. So, uh, I'm going to definitely take that under. Um, I like Melvin Gordon and uh, Austin Eckler um, and, and Keenan Allen. I think those are your main startable guys on the Chargers side. Um, on the Broncos side, I could only really trust Philip Lindsay and, and Cortland Sutton. And, um, Lindsay didn't have a, a, solid, a very good match game last time, but you know I see him as a RB two uh, every week. Um, and Cortland Sutton, he didn't have a good spot last time, but you know he was also. I think you can still trust him. Uh, to maybe get you the the volume and the uh, maybe get in the end zone. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm taking the Chargers to cover the spread. I'm taking the Chargers to win. Um, you know, I, yeah, I guess from the Chargers side, I'm really only interested in Hunter Henry, and uh, I'm not only want to start Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen. That's really about it um, for me. 
Um, I mean, you could take your shot with Mike Williams, but he hasn't done it, so I'm not. I'm mm, going yeah. to stop going to that well until he until he actually does something. Um, and then uh, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. I mean, Austin Eckler, I think, is the one that you have to you have to think about, right? Because we do love Austin Eckler in these big spots, but this is like low over under. You know, could be a slower paced game. Are they going to have to throw the ball a ton? Um, is he somebody that you that you that you're gonna consider flexing this week? Yeah, I think you always can. He's just super safe um, as a flex play. Um, so if you're you know maybe project to win or you just you know you know you want a certain number from that position, uh, I think you can go with Eckler to get you the to nine to eleven points. Yeah, I mean he's he has been um, he has been pretty safe over the last five weeks. Uh, RB5, RB27, RB25, 13, and 6. So, um, you know, and then I guess if we, we could kind of, yeah, well, I guess we kind of look at that game script, right? Like, because we know that that, K, that KC game, that was back and forth. Yeah. That Oakland game had a little back and forth going to it as well. Um, that Green Bay game, not back and forth at all. No, um, that was a blowout. And then that Chicago game, that was like the overcorrection to like Melvin Gordon. <laughs> so I think maybe we could throw that game out because it was that that game was close, but it did the final score was like seventeen thirteen or something, right? Um, and they gave Melvin Gordon the ball like twenty times or whatever it was on the, in the goal line and then didn't get in. Yeah, so um, I think you can. Yeah, you you can you can start Austin Eckler. You uh, like you said, if you're looking for you know a safe a safe a safe floor, you know I, I you said. You said nine to eleven. I would say more like eight to eight to ten, but um, I think it's parsing hairs there. But I think Austin Eckler is somebody you could flex. Um, just the upside is not. I don't think the upside is going to be there in a matchup like this where it's a thirty and a half point over. Yeah. But then on the on the Denver side, Cortland Sutton, I do like him. Um, but there's matchup. also it's a it's a tough matchup. Derwin James is coming back to the secondary, so it's you know that's obviously adds another piece to the secondary. Um, but then you also got the possibility of a rookie quarterback coming in because Drew Locke, who was the second round draft pick for the Denver Broncos, he is um, he was out in the preseason with a thumb injury. Looks like he's been activated. He's coming back. So. Um, He's him and him and Brandon Allen split first team reps this week. So, um, yeah, Drew Locke, uh, that could make it a scary situation for. Um, it could make it a scary situation for Cortland Sutton. But as we've seen, he's been the target monster in this in for these for these uh, Denver Broncos. So yeah, I think that's really just a choice that you're gonna have to make. But um, would you would you start Cortland Sutton? I think I would as a flex, um, just because he has been in in considerable like tough matchups. He's hasn't he's been in a bad situation all year, and has been doing it for you. Uh, except last week, this has been you know one of his first a few weeks that he disappointed for you. Um, but he still got eight targets in that game, so you could expect that. Um, and you, I would if someone you told me someone's gonna get eight targets, uh, I, I at least a flex play. Okay, Cortland Sutton or Terry or Scary Terry. Mm, that's that's a perfect one right there, actually. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cortland Sutton. 
Cortland Sutton or Debo Samuel? Um, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton or Hollywood? Uh, that, uh, yeah, those these are, those both guys, you know, get you two receptions for like a touchdown. But I'm going to go, I feel like if I went Cortland Sutton over Debo, same. Uh, I'm going to go Hollywood, actually. He's just been so efficient. He's so efficient. <laughs> uh, Cortland Sutton or Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, I'm going to go. Alshon's got the matchup against Miami. He does. But Cortland Sutton has obviously the perceived to be bad matchup against the Chargers and new quarterback situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Alshon. Um, okay, Cortland Sutton or Curtis Samuel? Uh, Curtis Samuel against Washington. Yeah. It's really Kyle Allen. It doesn't matter who he goes against. It's really <laughs> Kyle Allen could connect with Curtis Samuel. Um, but I'm going to go Curtis. All right, yeah. It just, yeah, Cortland Sutton's in a tough spot. Um, obviously, he's been doing it, so... It's just it's tough to try to make that call this week, but um, yeah, I, w- I would I would uh, if I had better options, I would go there. You know, like we like we were kind of talking about, but um, if I didn't, then obviously you got to start Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Would you rather flex Cortland Sutton? Okay, let's get a flex question. Would you rather flex Cortland Sutton or flex Joe Mixon? Um, I think I would rather flex, uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah. Uh, would you rather flex Cortland Sutton or Austin Eckler? Uh, Austin Eckler. Would you rather flex Cortland Sutton or Daryl Williams against Oakland? Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton or Benny Snell? Uh, Benny Snell. I like Benny Snell a lot. You do like Benny Snell a lot. Yeah, yo, he came through last week, yo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So and let's Mike jump Tomlin to this next match. <laughs> That's why. Mike Tomlin does like him yeah. a lot. All right, man. So we've got the 10-1 and New England Patriots headed to Houston to take on a 7-4 and Houston Texans. This is your Sunday night game, 8-20. So... This is a 46 and a half point over under. The Pats are three point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Yes, yeah, Bally's. I want to take the Texans. You know, they're going against a, a solid offense this time. Yeah, I still think the Pats are going to win this game. I think they're going to cover the spread, actually. But I think I'm going to take the under in this game. I haven't been impressed with this pass offense. I don't know when it's going to come. Uh, they've just been horrible the last couple of weeks. Um, Brady has been finding his targets. Uh, even James White has been performing. But uh, I think, you know, maybe they're in a, in a bounce-back spot here, um, especially for James White. I think he you know, gets back to that flex value, that position that you want. Um, <clears throat> and as far as, you know, Edelman, you always got to play him. He's really the only confident guy I can start uh, every week, uh, without a doubt, as a wide receiver, too, with some give you that wide receiver one upside. Um, and on the Texan side, you know, you got to go Deshaun, D-Hop, those guys are going to be there for you, um, at least Deshaun, to give you maybe a, a, a slate floor, but he could struggle in this matchup. Um, D-Hop, I'm not worried about him. Uh, he does have this matchup against Stephon Gilmore, um, but this is yeah, this is going to be the one of the top wide receiver cornerback matchups of the year, but I think he still gets his. Um, 
And yeah, but the Pats I think they win the game. Um, their defense still dominates um, and gets them the win. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. And I'm taking the Pats to cover. Take the Pats to win this game. Um, you know, like you were saying, there's it's hard to trust much on this Pat side. Um, you know, I don't have much. I mean, to given the matchups, even great for Tom Brady, but I don't really want to start him. I'm not interested in that. Um, but I will start Julian Edelman. I will flex James White. Um, you know, you could even look at Sony Michelle in this one because the matchup is good, but you already know what you're getting yourself into in that situation. Um, and then on the Houston side, how do you feel about Deshaun? Because, you know, obviously D-Hop, you're going to start him, but Deshaun is the one, you know, that you don't, like you can't, you don't, like you're not going to find a better option than DeAndre Hopkins, but you could theoretically find a better option than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So is he some somebody that you would look to pivot from uh, given, the, given the matchup? Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, his last horrible, like, He's only had like one really bad match, bad, bad output, and that was against Baltimore. Um, so yeah, Baltimore's been destroying everyone. Uh, so it, it, I think you can still start him, um, but like I would still I would take Aaron Rodgers over him or something like that, or um, maybe some other quarterbacks with some better matchups. All right, would you play Kyler Murray against the Rams or would you play Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I think I would take Kyler Murray. Sam Darnold against Cincinnati or Deshaun Watson against New England? Uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, Nick Foles against Tampa Bay or Deshaun Watson against New England? Um, I think you know. I think I'm gonna take. Um, I think I'm gonna take Deshaun still. Carson Wentz against Miami or Deshaun Watson against New England? Uh, I'm going to take Carson Wentz. Jared Goff. Or Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Jared Goff. This is in his this spot for him. Jared Goff's got to do it. Okay. So what about Deshaun Watson or Ryan Tannehill? Uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. I think yeah, Deshaun's probably gonna be like QB fifteen this week. QB twelve to fifteen. Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady. Deshaun. <laughs> Tom Brady is not is not a good fantasy quarterback. Yo. He's not good at all. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, Deshaun's the one that gives me he gives me trouble because you know obviously this Patriots offense or Patriots in general they they take away what you do best. They find your weakness and they exploit it. The weakness of this Texans team, this Texans offense, is the offensive line. Um, I th- and I think Belichick's going to find a way. To, um, to get after Deshaun Watson in this one, make him uncomfortable, and make sure he doesn't have time, and so for that alone, I'm gonna I I have to I have to fade Deshaun in this matchup. Yeah. Um. So that's it's just what it is. It's what it comes down to. Um. But you know, obviously his weapons. I'm still gonna start him. What about Will Fuller though? He's the one that's like obviously DeAndre Hopkins. You almost have to start him, right? Like you have to. Mm-hmm. But Will Fuller, is he somebody that you might be willing to start? Um, I probably wouldn't go with him. Um, I think if you think about like those second guys in the offense, the second receivers that can do well, uh, Michael Gallup, he had an average day um, when they played him. So I, and I, I see Michael Gallup as um, maybe a better you know option as, than Will Fuller, so I probably wouldn't go there. 
I mean, we're not going to debate with Michael Gallup and Will Fuller, but um, <laughs> Michael, but Will Fuller, um, I do think that, like, obviously, um, you know, Will Fuller has that deep speed that can take the top off the defense here, but I think that's also what Belichick, Belichick knows that. <laughs> Belichick's not going to yeah. try to let Will Fuller beat them deep. I wouldn't tr- like, trust this week on him. There's a there's a, like we could see a scenario where, you know, you know they kind of just let Stephon Gilmore rock out with with you know D Hop one on one on the whole day and they just double Will Fuller. Yeah, they could know, do that because they're just because they're just like you know we're not going to let Will Fuller beat us over the top, you know, or they or they you know they because I mean I know in the past they've they've taken the number one corner put them on the back on the secondary receiver and then they've doubled the number one receiver. But I don't know if Stephon Gilmore has the foot speed to run with a with a Will Fuller, um, so you know maybe maybe they double him. I yeah. So I don't know. I I'm, I would I don't I'm I me personally I want to fade this entire Texans pass offense unless I unless I absolutely have to play one of these guys. Um, but what about this? What about Carlos Hyde? The the run defense is is you know bad on this New England side like we talk about every week. Uh, it's just a matter is anyone going to take advantage of that? So, uh, do you think Carlos Hyde's somebody that you could look to in this matchup? Um, as a RB two, um, that's about it. Maybe actually not even RB two. Maybe a flex play. Um, this is still yeah. This New England defense is a as a whole has just been pretty solid. Um, and Carlos Hyde is not like uh, that great of a player to like yeah, overcome he's that a world beater. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also agree with you on James White, though. Uh, I think this is a bounce-back spot for him. Um, the Houston Texans, they do uh, allow receptions to run, the running back position, and obviously so. James White, that's where he makes his money. So hopefully he's still involved in, in that in that part of the game, but I think he will be. Um, anything else on this matchup? Uh, yeah, no. I think we can move on. Uh, hopefully maybe prove us wrong that Deshaun can get this dub, but I don't see it. Yeah, hopefully, man, hopefully. Um, although you did say if there's anyone that was going to get it done, it was going to be Deshaun. Yeah, that was before. Um... <laughs> Actually, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. Yep, Deshaun. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm more confident next week, though. Patty. Yes. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I already yeah. have my guy to do it. My guy already did he it. Did. He did it. He did. <laughs> my guy is Patty, though. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Patty's going to do it. He's got to do it. All right, let's jump to the next one, man. Um, we got the eight and three Minnesota Vikings traveling to Seattle to take on a nine and two Seattle Seahawks. This is a fifty and a half point over under. The Seahawks are two and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Oh yeah, in this game, um, it's gonna be a pretty good game. We got the Seahawks to win. I'm gonna take the Vikings to cover the spread, though. It's gonna be super close, uh, and I'm gonna take the the over in this game. Um, Two defenses, uh, even though Seattle did play well against the Eagles, but two defenses that, that do struggle a little bit. Um, so I think, you know, it's going to be pretty high scoring uh, on Monday night. Um, I like Russell Wilson, of course. Uh, Chris Carson, if he doesn't fumble the ball, um, I like him. And, you know, the Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, I think, are, are both, uh, with Tyler Lockett being a wide receiver too, and, you know, DK Metcalf being a flex option for you. Uh, on the Vikings side, Adam Thielen, he says he's going to try to give it a go. Um, so I think you can maybe rock with him out there. I'm not sure uh, how is his, if he's going to be on a pitch count or something like that. But uh, this is a game the Vikings need. So uh, I'm sure they they want to use him 
Um, at, Kirk Cousins has been pretty good uh, this year as a fantasy quarterback in general. Um, so I think you have to start him up. Uh, and Dalvin Cook, of course, you obviously start him up. And Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks to win this game, taking the Seahawks to cover the spread. I am going to take the under, though. And I did like this game to go over until I heard something. And as we talked about last week, um, listened to Adam Lefko and Warren Sharp. Cleet Blakeman is on this <laughs> is on this game. Oh, man. The head official. Uh, all 10 of his games have gone under. Crazy. We, we, call, we talked about it last week with the Jets and the Raiders game. That game went under. Um, and you could see it from the very beginning that Demarius Thomas touchdown uh, that the Jets had. They called it. They took it right off the board immediately. The Jets settled for three. <laughs> so... Um, this is this is seems like a it's a it's a trend it's real so I'm gonna continue to ride this wave until I fall off so I'm taking the under here, um, you know I, you did talk about Russell Wilson these defenses have been struggling we talk about this Minnesota I feel like we talk about like this should be like a Minnesota Vikings thrash the defense podcast part time because I feel like that's what I spend a lot of my time doing is uh, uncovering the, the the fallacies that are this great Minnesota Vikings defense. But uh, Xavier Rhodes is washed, so DK Metcalf, love him. Uh, Tyler Lockett, if he's going to play, love him. Uh, Russell Wilson, by the way, Russell Wilson, he's been great. He's the QB2 on the season behind only Mr. Lamar Jackson. Um, but the way that Russell Wilson is doing it is probably interesting. It's, it's, gen- it's definitely interesting, I should say. He's either finished as a top five quarterback or he's finished somewhere between like 14 and 19. Hmm. So... You're, there's no in between. You're either getting a top five finish from Russell Wilson or you're not. Um, I think this is one of those weeks where you get a top five finish. Um, I, so I, I I I do like Russell Wilson a lot in this matchup, obviously, and I like his weapons. And then Kirk Cousins, you talked about it. He's the QB nine on the year, um, but he's been on fire going back to week five ever since he kind of got called out by his receivers. Um, you know, he's... He's just been absolutely on fire. So Kirk Cousins is somebody that I do like. I like him as well as, um, you know, down the fantasy stretch. Because, you know, he's got Seattle, then Detroit, then the Chargers, then Green Bay. Um, You know, those are games where he'll have to score points as well. So I I do like Kirk Cousins in this one. And then obviously Mr. Dalvin Cook, how could you not like him? Um, But the Seattle defense has gotten slightly better over the last few weeks. So that's something to watch. But... Um, definitely not going to be afraid. And then the Chris Carson thing, I guess it's just a matter of, you know, you got to do your homework and, and really realize or figure out, like, you know, how much of this is going to affect Chris Carson. But I think, you know, from everything that I've seen and read is that, you know, this is Chris Carson's is going to continue to be his job. But what I think has happened is if he fumbles again, man, I think they're going to have to go to Rashad Penny. Oh, uh, yeah. If he, if he, uh, they gave him so many chances. He is productive, mm-hmm. but fumbles like lose games. Those are turnovers. Those are extra possessions for the other team. And I know Seattle's going hard for this number one seed. I know they want things to go through Seattle, so they're gonna need these games. And yeah, Chris Carson can't do it again. Yeah, Penny's he played well when he got in, so they know they can mm-hmm. they can go to him. So um, he, and I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. It's not like Rashad Penny came in here and averaged like one point eight yards a carry. Word. Word. Rashad Penny came in here and he dogged. Yeah. So. Um, that's that would give 
you know the 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 coaching staff in Seattle some confidence in Chris in in Rashad Penny. Who remember Rashad Penny was a first round pick two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. You know I you know I think we you know a lot of people tend to forget that, but he was a you know, first round pick. So um, yeah, I I I I would be. I would make sure you have Rashad Penny on your team, but it, obviously it would suck if you know you get a mid-game benching. Yeah, that would be horrible. I think in leagues where I could afford it, because the teams are that stacked, and I have Chris Carson, I think I've benched him. Yeah, in the leagues that I could afford it. Yeah, like just 10, because I know what the range options. of outcomes is. Yeah, those ten-team leagues or the teams, you know, I'm, I'm, I am that I am that good, Greg. So. <laughs> Some of them are twelve teams too. No, I'm just messing around, but um, <laughs> no, nah, but uh, you know those teams where I do have options, I you know I I, I I would bench a Chris Carson. Like Miles Sanders is somebody I like very very much this week, given the matchup, and I would start Miles Sanders over Chris Carson. I like that. All right. Um. All right, man. That's all the games, brother. Because that oh, was man. that was the Monday night game. Mm-hmm. I didn't fail to say that, but that was the Monday night game of the Vikings and the Seahawks. Sorry, the mojo was a little thrown off. You know, I'm a little thrown off the fact the fact we have like three less games. There's no bye week, so I feel like there should be more games. But we covered three already, so like, yeah. Let's jump right into the money, money time. Money time. Bro. Let's go. All right, Greg. QB start of the week, my brother. What, what do you got? I think we have a, a fancy football diagnostics first. We do. We do. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, if you look at the slate, it just makes sense here. This man is going against this Giants defense. Uh, he's been pretty mediocre, Rodgers, as a fantasy QB this season, but he's in a prime spot to c- deliver QB1 numbers. Uh, you said it, those those top three QB performances against Philly, Kansas City, and Oakland. Uh, three bad pass defense, and the Giants are no better. So I think this is a good spot for him to finish, again, top three uh, for fantasy. The offense will be rolling. Uh, Rodgers has been getting it down the field at 5.3 attempts per game, uh, also uh, 5.5 a game, and also you know getting those throws in the red zone that you like to see, which leads to touchdown numbers at 5.3 a game. Both t- top five against QBs. Rodgers, roll them up. Yeah, man. So that was the first because – Greg and I had the same QB start of the week, man. Aaron Rodgers. So um, that man, you know, that was about to eat. That's the guy that that's the guy we're rolling with. So uh, as you know, but we'll give you a little honorable mention. Um, oh yeah. So from so honorable mention QB start of the week, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my man Carson Wentz, man, against these Miami Dolphins. On this over the last three weeks, they've given up 22 and a half fancy points per game to the quarterback position. That's good for. For fourth amongst all teams, so Carson Wentz, he's in a bounce back spot uh, against obviously these Miami Dolphins, but the 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 Eagles have the second highest implied to- team total on the week uh, with a twenty six point implied total. Uh, so I, you know his offensive line is healthy. He's got Alshon back. He's got Nelson Aguilar back. Uh, don't know how much that one helps, but um, you know the matchup is great here. So I think you could roll Carson Wentz out there with some confidence, man. Oh yeah, no, my own bunch mentioned you. I think you got to do it. It's Patty. This man's first of all, he's not even the top the salary guy in uh, Fanduel. It's Lamar Jackson. So that's just right there. He's second. You got to spend up for this man. This man might throw for five touchdowns uh, and maybe even more. I think you got to go keep start up Patty. Uh, he's started week no matter what. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I screwed that up, huh? Because 
uh, Carson Wentz is my stream of the week. Honorable mention stream of the oh, week. Oh, we got another word, first. Word. We got another first. That's for you true. Guys, that's true. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do you got, bro? Yeah, you know, Rogers' favorite target. It's gonna be my man Devontae. Uh, Rogers is gonna mm, eat, like so that that's gonna be Devontae. Giants are even worse against perimeter on the perimeter against wide receivers. Uh, they're the second worst team against wide receivers in fantasy. Adams is beginning a very high target share number at twenty nine point one percent. That's third amongst wide receivers, so he's been pretty heavily targeted. He's averaging seven receptions and 95 yards uh, since being back uh, in a full way. So I think he you know, he gets into the end zone here. He got into the, uh, his first touchdown last week. I think it continues here. Uh, Rodgers is going to eat. I mean, and Devontae Adams. Yeah, man, I really like that one. Um, my wide receiver start of the week, man, I'm all about giving – I talk about it all the time. I, I love giving out votes of confidence. I was going to go with Tyler Boyd here, but there was somebody else that I felt like really needed my vote, um, and that's Robert Woods, man. Uh, he's He's been disappointing all year, hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but he's got a matchup here against the Arizona Cardinals, who over the last three weeks, they've given up the fifth most fancy points to the wide receiver position. Um, you know, obviously – We've seen we see we saw what other teams were able to do to them earlier in the season, but Robert Woods he actually leads all Rams in target share over the last four weeks. He has a twenty five percent target share. Yes, that's more than Cooper Cup. Uh, so he has been the, the the most targeted receiver in this offense. But he, guess what? He also leads them in air yards over that four week span as well. Now, obviously, Brandon Cooks was injured for a little bit. Uh, but we know he's been disappointing as well. But you combine the target share with the air yards. I think there's. Uh, potential for a nice blow-up spot for Robert Woods. And we saw some of it happening in a bad matchup last week against Baltimore, and he gets an even tastier matchup here against Arizona. So I think in a week, week 13, where you're fighting to get into the playoffs and you're trying to figure out what the heck do I do with this guy, Robert Woods, who I drafted in the second, third, or fourth round of my fantasy draft back in September and August, I think you could start him this week with some confidence. Yeah, hopefully that he gets into the end zone because this man every week being mentioned is like top target guy, top reception guy without a touchdown. So hopefully he gets in. Yeah, man, we'd like to see that happen, brother. So, Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go Todd Gurley here against this Cardinals defense. Uh, I expect this game to be a shootout, and I expect the Rams offense to bounce back in a big way. So that starts with them establishing the run uh, against the bottom 10 team in fantasy against running backs. Uh, Gurley, you know, last week is his first game under 10 touches. Just another reason why that game was a throwaway. So I think he's definitely in a bounce back spot. Uh, he's also top 10 amongst running backs in red zone touches. So that's pretty good. I think he, you know, he gets into the end zone uh, in this very high uh, over on the game. Yeah, I really like that one a lot as well. Uh, we talked about the matchup and whatnot. Todd Gurley, I think that's a really nice bounce back spot for him. All right, man, my running back start of the week. I'm going with Miles Sanders, man. Um, against the against the Miami Dolphins, these Miami Dolphins they they give up the second most uh, rushing yards per game in the NFL. Um, so you know they've given up a hundred uh, over a hundred yards rushing in every game that they've played this year. Uh, and then also the Miami Dolphins give up the fifth most fantasy points to the running back position on the year. And then obviously we talked about Jordan Howard. Uh, he hasn't been cleared for contact and what's what we know to be a contact sport. And so I think that obviously Miles Sanders is in play for uh, increased usage again. The last two times that we've seen Miles Sanders without Jordan Howard, he played 88.5% of the snaps against New England and then 91.2% of the snaps against Seattle. Uh, and he's he's gotten 
at least 15 touches in in or at least 14 touches uh at least 16 opportunities in both of those games. So I expect that to continue. And he's got an, uh, an easier matchup here against Miami. Uh, last week he did it in what was supposed to be, uh, what was perceived to be an easier matchup. It was a little bit tougher than, than what we anticipated. But this matchup here is going to be better for him. So I think you could start him with some confidence. And he'll definitely get you an RB2, a top RB2 week on this, on, uh, on this week. But definitely RB1 upside here with the matchup. Yeah, I like that one for sure. Greg, your tight end star of the week, brother. What do you got, man? Uh, yeah, Darren Waller. We talked about it. Um, you know, I think the Raiders have no choice but to try to keep pace. Uh, they got embarrassed last week, and the Chiefs are bottom 10 against fantasy, in fantasy against the tight end position. Um, it's not a favorable game for Josh Jacobs, and uh, but just better for these pass catchers. So that starts there. And then no Hunter Renfro, so the target's going to have to shift. Uh, in that first matchup, Darren Waller had six receptions for 63 yards. So I expect that, you know, kind of output again with the touchdown. So that would uh, put him in a top, you know, top five category for sure. Start him up. Yeah, man, we, I really like uh, really like Darren Waller in this one. We talked about Hunter Renfro. So, yeah, that's that's going to be a good one. My, my tight end start of the week, I'm going with Jack Doyle, man, against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, obviously, we talked about in the waiver wire show, Eric Ebron. He's out for the rest of the year. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, they've given up the. Hold on, let me find it. Sorry. The Tennessee Titans, they give up the 11th most fantasy points to the tight end position. So obviously, no Eric Ebron, no T.Y. Hilton. I think Jack Doyle is in a nice spot here. Uh, Eric Ebron had a 22% target share over the last four weeks, so I, I expect that to spill over into Jack Doyle. Uh, T.Y. Hilton also had a 24% target share, so there's targets available. There's targets to be had, uh, and I think Jack Doyle is going to fill that void, especially in a good matchup against a Tennessee Titans defense that gives up the 11 most fantasy points at the tight end position. So Jack Doyle starting with some confidence. Yeah, I like that for sure. Greg, your quarterback stream of the week, man. Like we said, QB, it's a it's a first, man. So what are we what are we giving yeah, to the people here? Double up, yo, Jared Goff. Uh, I know it's gonna be hard Ooh. to go back to this. Oh, that's stinky. Yeah, man, you gotta gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Going against this Cardinals defense, uh, I like Todd Gurley. Uh, I like all the the receivers, and we like Robert Woods. You know, wide receiver start of the week. You're a guy, so Todd, Jared Goff is gonna have to eat in this matchup um, and do well, and bounce back for this team. Card- Cardinals gonna get the dub, but you know they're gonna go down with a fight. Yeah, man, I like that one a lot, especially because, you know, Greg, do you know who gives up the most fancy points over uh, to the quarterback position on the season? Um, is it the Cardinals? It is definitely the Cardinals. Ooh. You know who gives up the most fancy points to the quarterback position over the last three weeks? Um, is it still the Cardinals? It's still the Cardinals, Ooh. Greg. So <laughs> we are going to start Jared Goff. We're going to stream him this week. That's why he's a, he's a shared uh, QB stream of the week. But like I said in the starts portion, Carson Wentz, he's probably available, so you can stream him as well because uh, Miami Dolphins are fourth on that list over the last three weeks. So definitely start him up with some confidence as well. Greg, your tight end streamer of the week, man. What do you got? Uh, yeah, this is, you know, first I'm definitely, yeah, got to go with Tyler Higby going against the Cardinals. That's really the only reason why I got against this Cardinals matchup. There's no Jared Everett. Um, so, and, you know, expect a high-scoring game. We love Jared Goff. Um, if, you know, don't like me picking all these Rams, I'll go with Caden Smith against the Packers. You know, no Evan Ingram, no Brett Ellison. He finished tight end four last week. 
he got ran 31 routes and played 100% of the snaps. Uh, so this man is, you know, he's going against a, in a good matchup against the Packers as well. So either one of those guys, I think you can you can play, and they're both super cheap on uh, in Fanduel. Nice man, um, my tight end stream of the week. I was gonna go with Noah Fant here. Um, I feel like I always go with Noah Fant, but the tight end even he's he's not owned. He's got a twenty two percent target share in this offense. Um, that's really high amongst all tight ends in the league. Um, but you know the. Derwin James is coming back for the Chargers, so I'm probably going to fade that one. So that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Um, but Greg Olson, I know he's has been made available in some leagues. He's got a he's got a tough match. Or he's got a really good matchup here against Washington. So I like him as a stream. Um, and then Kyle Rudolph, who was on bye, I know he was dropped in some leagues. So if he was made available, um, he's got a matchup against the Seattle Seahawks, who give up. Uh, who give up? Who are top five in terms of fancy points given up to the to the tight end position? So Kyle Rudolph, I think, is in a really a really nice spot here as well. Um, yeah, that's my tight end stream of the week. There you go, Greg. Defensive stream of the week. What do you got, man? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers defense. Um, you talk about Darren James is back. He was a, a star last year uh, as a rookie. Um, I think this helps it, and then just in general, uh, the Chargers in a good spot. You know, Broncos offense hasn't been really anything all season, uh, except a couple players. So yeah, Chargers they own this matchup. Yeah, man, I like I like that one too. Um, I, I was gonna pick them, but then I kind of knew that you would pick them, so I didn't pick them. So <laughs> instead, in terms of in terms of my stream, I'm actually gonna go with the Green Bay Packers in this one, man. Um, you know, we we talked about it. Uh, before uh, Daniel Jones, he fumbles the ball. He gets sacks. He takes sacks. So uh, I think Green Bay is able to take advantage of that here again. Uh, so I, I like them in this matchup. Another one who I talked, uh, you know, you and I kind of talked about it. We talked about it when we were going over the matchup as well. Kansas City, um, I like them a lot, actually. Uh, you know, the more and more I thought about it, especially after seeing the Derek Carr numbers, um, I think they would be my my top stream of the week, considering they're they're at home. They're almost they're almost eleven point favorites. Um, we already know the history that Derek Carr has. We already know the history that Andy Reid has, the success he has against this team. Um, so I think Kansas City will, would be my top stream of the week at the defensive position. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good one there. Um, they should, you know, as a team, just own the matchup. Yeah, man. All right, man. Uh, that's all we got in terms of in terms of the games and stuff. Uh, you know, how was how was your Thanksgiving, man? Uh, how was the football? And what do you what what game are you most excited for this week? Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. You know, it was it was good as a whole. Uh, chilling with everybody, nieces and nephews. Got got the new new scoop on the new dances and everything. New songs out there, so that was good to see. Uh, you know, they got they got to keep me uh updated on everything. Um, as far as the food, it was amazing. Uh, the games. You know, Josh Allen shocked the world, so that was great. Um, and this week, you already know, I'm looking forward to that that Ravens uh, 49ers matchup. Um, it's going to be a solid, very good matchup. Um, seems like the Ravens are in, just, you would think, star-studded matchups every week, even though they're blowing teams out because they got the Saints next week. So it's going to be just a, a pretty good, oh, sorry, 49ers, Saints next week. So it's just a lot of good matchups. Uh, the Ravens have Balt- they have Buffalo next week. Oh, okay, the word, Ravens word, too. word. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, That's a good game, too. That is going to be a good game, actually. Um, Josh Allen. Just keep proving the world wrong, man. Let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because uh, um, I tweeted out that, you know, all the apologies given out to Lamar Jackson, I feel like I owe one to Josh Allen because 
I literally laughed out loud when the dude was drafted. Um, but you know, I I didn't feel like he could play the quarterback position. I didn't feel like he was accurate enough as a passer to play that position. But uh, and we saw some of that when he was a rookie. But he's he's worked really hard in the off season. Uh, he's worked really hard to understand this Bills offense. And he's he's rolling, man. So yeah. I really like him a lot. So the Bills front office. Uh, that's gonna be an exciting too. matchup. You said what? The the Bills front office gave him some good weapons too. John Brown and Kobe's. Yeah, no, they did. Friend. They did. They helped him out a lot. Yeah. They they upgraded that offensive line. They went out and got him weapons and John Brown. Um, you know, Devin Singletary, obviously he's a good running back. So this Buffalo offense is gonna be exciting for the next few years. Mm-hmm. It's definitely gonna be good to see. But that'll be a good matchup next week. But as you said, I'm focused on this Niners and his Ravens matchup. Um, also want to see what what happens with this Texans Pats game. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's yeah, that's that's it's gonna be good football. But guys, hopefully you get into the playoffs next week. Um, you know, we'll have some playoff tips for you on Tuesday on our Tuesday episode. Um, but you know, hopefully you guys get in. Do whatever you have to do to get in this week. If you got to drop somebody to get, you know, you need you need to pick up a defense to 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 stream or something, and you don't want to drop your defense, but you, you have to get in the playoffs. Well, then you already know what you need to do, right? If you have to drop Austin Hooper because you need the roster spot to get in, then you already know what you have to do. Just do what you have to do to get in, and we'll worry about it next week. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. If you could take the time to just leave us a rate or a review, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to, however it is that you're plugged in with us, keep keep being plugged in with us. And as always, thanks, everybody, and we are out. We are out.